The last uh, several weeks here at Clay Church, we have been touring Egypt as a, in a virtual tour, and that ended last week, and as I mentioned, I was kind of sad. I'm like, what do you do after that? Like, like, all these people have been enjoying this tour through Egypt. How, how do we do something next? And I thought, you know what? I know what we can do. Uh, we will invite somebody from our FaithWorks ministry to come, and Chloe said, yes, Chloe, I'm going to invite you. Come forward. Chloe is one of the leaders in our FaithWorks ministry, and I am so excited to have, have Chloe with me today. All right, Chloe, hand test. Are you nervous? See, she's not nervous at all. <laughs> Just go with that, right? <laughs> so uh, uh, Chloe and I are going to have a conversation today, and we're going to get into Scripture a little bit. Um, Chloe offered to read our Scripture today, so I've got it for her. We're going we're gonna to get into the Bible um, and, uh, and think about a message for today, but, but ultimately I told Chloe, you know, I just wanted to, wanted to have a conversation today about faith and about God and, and about what we believe. So I'm so thankful that uh, Chloe is here and, and joining me today. Chloe, um, let's start here. Tell us, uh, just tell us a little bit about um, who you are, uh, what, uh, what you enjoy doing, where you go to school, your family. You want to start there? Um... I go to school at Horizon Elementary. I, at the end of, on Friday, I will be in sixth grade in middle school. Woohoo! I am not very excited. Oh. And <laughs> oh, is that better? Sure. <laughs> and um, I have a little brother named Nolan, and he mostly just runs around everywhere. Yes. And drives the whole family crazy. Yep, okay. It's That's... my... It's what little brothers do, right? Yeah, it's my job to run after him whenever he runs into the cornfields at my Nana's house. That's right. You should tell everybody why. Why is it your job to run after your brother when, uh, when, he, uh, when he goes running away? Because mostly it's me that notices it, and also um, Nana and Aunt Lori, they want to just stay um, where they are. Yeah, the truth is, <laughs> the truth is you're the fastest, right? Yeah. You can catch him. Yes. I mean, this is, okay, okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. So what do you like doing, Chloe? What, what are things you enjoy? Um, I like climbing trees, and I like to read and write. Yeah, yeah, awesome. You read quite a bit, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Any books you'd recommend to everybody out there? Um, Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson, yes. Awesome. So, uh, so what are you doing this summer for fun? Um, I'm mostly going to Camp Lakewood, and I'm going to go see the Descendants um, thing. Yeah, the musical mission tour. Yeah. Yes. Tell us about tell us about camp. You've been to camp before, right? Mm-hmm. You love camp. Yes. Yeah. What do you love about camp? Um, I like on Tuesdays they have ta- it's Taco Tuesdays. Taco for Tuesdays. Yes. Okay. And yep. they give and they have churros for us for dinner. And churros. Yes. And they're really good. It's the first <laughs> time I've ever had a churro there. Really. Yeah. It's the first. So time. camp was your first churro. Yes. Nice. I love yeah. that we go to, we go swim in the lake like every day, even when it's like raining cats and dogs, which we have gone to the lake swimming when it was raining really yes. hard. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and what, uh, what have you, how has camp have impacted your faith? How has um, it helped your faith? Um, well, on the last night, um, before the day that we had to leave, um, at the campfire, we were at somewhere else is by the archery where, and not in the woods where we normally were. And we actually, all of it, everyone at camp actually felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Tell, tell us what that felt like. Um, so it feels like um, different for, other, for everyone else, for other people. 
some for some might be the same as some other people. So for me, it felt like somebody was like hugging my heart. Mm. And uh, most of the girls were crying. I couldn't see what the other boys were doing because <laughs> I was crying. Yeah, the the boys are yeah the, yeah that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> the boys will be boys. Yeah. 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 So it felt say that say that again because it's just such a wonderful image of the Holy Spirit in your life. What how did what did it feel like? It felt like someone was hugging my heart. Yeah, that's, that's just awesome, Chloe. So, so Chloe, you're also going to be playing flute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're looking forward to that yeah. this summer? Yeah. So camp and flute and descendants, there's a few things on your calendar, right? Yeah. Yes. All right, so um, we are going to um, we're gonna dig into God's Word today, and it's a parable from Mark 4, and you said you'd be willing to read it. Can I have you read it? I printed it out for you. So we're going to uh, hear Mark 4, 1 to 20 starts just right there okay again jesus began to teach by the lake the crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge he taught them many things by parables and in his teaching said listen a farmer went out to sow his seed he was scattering the seed and some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. The other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that, wait, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear again grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It grew, came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying by 30, some 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the 12 and the other, others around him asked about the parables. He told them the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seen but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? That how then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like the seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others like the seed sown on rocky places hear the word at once and receive it with joy but since they have no root they last only a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the word they quickly fall away still others like seen grown sown among the thorns hear the word but worries of the, of this life this deceitfulness of wealth and desires for other things come and choke the word making it unfruitful others like seeds sown on good soil hear the word accept it and produce a crop some 30 some 60 some 100 times what was sown. Awesome. Thank you. So, um, so I didn't tell you this on Friday, but I had an opportunity to go visit the Sea of Galilee where, where this happens. And, uh, and it's hills, so there's, there's a lake, and then there are hills all the way around. And it's really cool to be there because you can imagine, right, Jesus, he, uh, he sees all these crowds gathering, and he's wondering, like, how do I, how do I talk to all these people? and get, the, get my teaching out. And so he takes a boat, and he, he floats just a little bit offshore, 
and then the crowd can gather and it forms like this natural amphitheater right there and so he can speak from there and it echoes it's kind of into the hills and you can see um, how all the people would be able to hear what he said from that from that spot so kind of like standing here with a microphone so that everybody can hear us oh i'm sorry you weren't going to look at the crowd so you weren't nervous <laughs> so so right so he goes out on this boat and and the lesson that he teaches is about kind of about farming right what do you what what do you hear in this parable what what does it teach you about god or about about people when you hear something amazing about god you should share it with others whenever whatever happens even when you get worried or doubt something yeah yeah so that idea that we um, in some ways we get to sow seeds right we get to when we know about god we can we can um we can share God's word with other, with other people. Where have you had a chance to do that in your life? Sometimes at school when they are, when my friends are misreading about what Jesus and God is, uh-huh. and I try to lead them in the right direction. Yeah, awesome. So you've had a chance to, a chance to sow seeds with your friends, right? Let mm-hmm. them know Jesus' love and, mm-hmm. and God's grace in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things the parables talks about is, is this really good, good soil for God's word in our lives. Like sometimes we can hear God's word and it just goes past us, but, but it says if the, if the soil is cultivated, like some, it will take root in our, in our lives. So what, is, what do you think good soil looks like for God's word in our lives? Mm, I don't really know. Probably like people who actually believe in God and actually are willing to share. Yeah, yeah. So it's a willingness, right? So it's it's a desire to ask questions and to to dig in. And Chloe, you said something there that I I think we don't sometimes say often enough. Like we feel like we have to have answers. I really appreciate that you said I don't know. Is it could it could it be this right? Because that allows us to then kind of get deeper into God's word and and say, well, what do, you, what do you think it means? What do you think it means? And let the Holy Spirit kind of work in our conversation to, to help others here. Um, what, if, what do you think we can do to help, help others? You've talked a little bit about your friends, right? What can we do to help other, to kind of cultivate the soil in other people's lives? What can we do to help them be open to God's word in their lives? Well, I guess that we can get people that we know and bring them to church, and maybe at the church we can communicate with people there who work there, that maybe we can do something fun so they'll be encouraged to actually go to church more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we can offer invitations yes. to our friends to come with us, and then we can uh, invite them to do fun things. Uh, so I know you're not looking forward to sixth grade, but the the uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders just had this incredible overnight. So one of the bonuses of sixth grade is you get to do overnights at the church, um, which is a great way to like just help people first experience the joy and fun and and God's love. And there's worship as a part of that. That's awesome. So I don't know about you, um, but sometimes I read a story over and over again in the Bible, and uh, and. Like, I'll read it, and it means something, and kind of means the same thing for a while, and then I'll sit down with it, and I'll read it, and I'll suddenly notice something, something that I didn't see the first time that I read it. And so when I read this scripture that you just read today, right, Jesus tells us parables about the, about the seeds being planted, and then, 
Uh, and then there's this line, and it's like right at the middle of these 20 verses, and it says that the disciples asked questions, right? They didn't fully understand, and so they, when they had Jesus to themselves, they kind of pulled him aside, and they said, well, hey, Jesus, could you, could you tell us a little bit more about this? Um, and I just hadn't really paid attention. I mean, I knew Jesus had kind of explained the parable, but there's this one line, we could skip right past it, but, but how important is it for us to ask questions? And I started thinking about, like, if I could just pull Jesus aside and ask him some questions, what would I ask him? So I, I invited you to think about this question, too. If you, if you uh, had, could just sit down with Jesus and be like, I have some questions for you, Jesus, what are, what are a quick, couple of the questions you would ask him? Mm, I'll probably ask him... Um, what heaven looks like, and probably like an Adam and Eve story about the snake that made Adam and Eve eat the eat the apples from the forbidden tree. I want to ask him, how did they know what the snake was saying? Did the snake <laughs> speak English or what? Right. What a good question. Tell me about that snake. That is awesome. That is awesome. Anything else you'd want to know from Jesus? Mm, well, probably like how something toward like how. When he, when the story about when there was not many bread and fish, but there was lots of people who were hungry, he made more bread and fish. I'm kind of curious how that worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does that happen? You had a theory on Friday. You want to tell everybody your theory? Um, so for the bread, I thought that he would break it in half, and on each side, more bread will appear to complete it. And then he kept doing that over and over and over, so there's so much bread. And I thought about the same thing, like the fish. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now, some of my questions, in fact, I thought of one yesterday. I was out cleaning windows in my house, and I just want to ask, like, because, you know, Jesus is God's son, and so he should know everything God knows. I want to know why we really need spiders. I mean, I know they eat bugs and mosquitoes, but particularly the point, like, why do we need poisonous spiders in our world? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. That's, that's on my list. And then the other question on my list, I'm, I'm going to guess it's on, on lots of people's list, too, is, you know, why... Why do, bad th- why, why do bad things happen? Isn't there a way that God could intervene? We'll, we'll wrestle with that question sometime. Sometime as well. We're going to kind of let those questions, we'll let those questions sit today. You know, Jesus, um, Jesus says in that same passage, right? He, the disciples, they, they're like, I don't get this. And so they, they decide to ask questions. And then... Um, and then Jesus says that some will not fully understand these words, and so I speak in parables um, so that those who are willing to go deeper will go deeper and come with me to understand my words. Yeah? So, so I, I have this question. I, I think we talked a little bit about this on Friday. Does, does being a forever friend of Jesus mean you have to have all the answers? What do you think? No. No? Why not? Well, because you aren't Jesus, you don't know everything. Like, the future is like Jesus' secret. You probably don't, he might not decide to share it all with you. Yeah. So it's okay not to know everything, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like sometimes people expect you to know everything? No? Good. Good. I feel like sometimes people expect me to know everything. So why, why, why do you think then asking questions is so important to our faith? Well, because asking questions can give us answers of what we want to know, and it'll maybe it'll make us ask more questions about that answer. Yeah. 
Yeah. When the disciples asked Jesus, right, they learned more about what this means and, and who God is. And I think that's true for us too, right? I always love, like, if you walk into a, a classroom with, like, people your age um, and kids your age, like, and something's not really clear, hands will shoot up, right? And the students know, hey, I have a question. I want to ask a question. Um, but when you're in church with adults like this, the, they just think that everybody assumes that everybody has answers. And so then we begin to feel bad. There's a piece of me that says, I'm not saying raise your hands today, by the way. Um, but, but there's a piece of me that says, in some ways, Jesus invites us to be childlike in our faith. And I think sometimes Jesus is, um, is inviting us to have that attitude of raising our hand and asking the questions so that we don't assume we have all the answers and, and then start judging everybody, but we realize that we're all still learners and that we all have, have more to learn. So the other thing I think that sometimes happens as I think about this parable is I think people don't ask their questions because they don't want anybody to think that they have doubts or that their faith isn't strong enough. Do you have, do you have doubts sometimes? Yes. Yeah. When are, when are times when you sometimes have, have doubts about God or doubts about your faith? Mostly when I lose something and I can't find it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's when my brother randomly disappears and I can't find him. Okay. And where everyone is screaming at the top of the lungs saying, where, where is he? Yeah. So you have doubts sometimes when there's lots of tension. And it's like, where is God in the midst of, where is God in the midst of this? Yeah. I have doubts sometimes too. When, uh, when, like really bad things happen, and uh, and I can't figure out what to do. I, that's kind of what you're saying too, right? I have doubts sometimes when times are like that. You know, the other time I have doubts is sometimes when, when the church, the place, the people of God aren't, we together aren't acting like the church and, uh, and being loving as we should or being hypocritical. Sometimes I'm like, God, how can you allow this? That Like, where are you? In the, in the midst of that. So, so you think it's okay to have doubts? You think doubts can be a good part of our faith? Well, probably, because if it wasn't, maybe, maybe God wouldn't even give us the benefit of the doubt anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's some real insight there, right? That, that our, our doubts allow us to interact with God in a, an important way. Now, that doesn't mean giving up on our faith, right? So when you have doubts, do you give up on God? No. No. What, what do you do instead? What are things we can do when we have doubts instead of giving up on God? You can take a deep, you can take a deep breath mm -hmm. and pray. Yeah. Yeah. Read our Bibles. Yeah. Dig into that. Yeah. So, so Chloe, we've, we've had some good conversation about questions and doubts. Um, when, when you think about people who have doubts, if, if you think about, say, a, a friend had a doubt about God or about Jesus, what, what would you say to them to help them, to help them know the forever friend in Jesus that you know? What would you say to a friend? I probably wouldn't say anything. I'd probably just give them a Bible and okay. tell them to read it. Mm -hmm. Give them a Bible and, and do that. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Let God's word, let God's word speak to them. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think everybody should know about God and Jesus? 
um, that he loves us and he died for us. Mm-hmm. And we should respect that. Yeah, and know that. It's mm-hmm. awesome. So I have one last question for you. Um, we've talked about one Bible verse today, but what are some of your, like if, if you were going to help somebody with some of your favorite Bible verses or Bible stories, what are, what are some of your favorites? My two favorite stories is the one with the bread and the fish. Okay. And my other favorite one is when in Noah and the ark. Because mm-hmm. I like to think about how my, that all the animals of the world just get shoved into a boat. Right, right. We can put that on our list of questions too, right? How did all those animals not just get shoved in, but I'm like, how do you, how do you get lions and bears and like animals that are food for lions and bears on the same boat? Like, how does that work? And how does it not sink? Right? And, and, and how does it not sink? Absolutely. So let's, uh, let's j- just uh, think about those two stories for a minute. So what, what, uh, um, you, those are your two favorites. What, uh, what is Noah's Ark? Like, what does it tell you about God? Or why do you like that story? Um, I like it because at the end, he made rainbows to tell every, so that it's a sign that he will never flood the earth again. Yeah. So it's a reminder of God's promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about the bread and fish? That he can do anything. That God can do anything. You know, the idea that God can do anything, maybe, maybe that's a good place for us to end today. Does that work for you? Yeah. All right. Can you all give God a huge thank you for Chloe today and, and our conversation? <laughs> Acknowledging... Your doubt and questions can drive you to a deeper and stronger faith. I just want to thank Chloe for, for helping us think about that today, right? I think, I think sometimes we come to church and we look around and we think that, you know, you know, we look at our neighbors and we're like, they have such a deep faith, they have all the answers, and, and we suddenly, we, we often will move to, I'm not, I'm not adequate enough, or I, I'm not faithful enough, or, or when things are struggling in my life, I question where God is, and I'm not supposed to do that. But the reality is, even the disciples, those who, those who walked along with Jesus, they had questions. And I think the beauty of this story today is that God invites us to ask those questions, to know it's okay if we, if we don't have all of, of the answers. And I think the gift is as Chloe helps us see today, is that when we're willing to keep asking and keep digging in, then, then God can lead us into a deeper and deeper relationship with Jesus. Let's pray. Loving God, as we, uh, as we sit here today, as we, as we hear this message, there's still some of us who are, who are like, we're feeling bad, God, because we don't have it all figured out. And so meet us here and and remind us, God, that that's okay. And God, there are some of us sitting here today, and we have lots of questions on our list because we're really struggling and we're wondering where you are. And God, just remind us to keep asking those questions because in each question, in each conversation, each question, each conversation, you... You're willing to show us a little bit more and a little bit more of yourself and help us to continue to search for you. And God, for all of us, just just guide us as we seek you. Invite us not to get 
judgmental, thinking that we've got it all figured out and it's all our way. Invite us to keep going back to your word and to read the Bible and to, to dig in. Invite us into community where we wrestle together with, with who you are and reveal yourself to us through your Holy Spirit today and always, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.